Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. I don't even, I can't remember the melody very well. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know. What was that melody you were looking for? I, it was the banjos. I don't, I, I don't, do you know, do you remember the melody? I don't even know what you're talking about. This is a, not, the intro music. It's, oh, it's your favorite band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's going to sue us for all we're worth. Oh boy, all <laughs> twenty euro. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't sound like that. doesn't help that I'm butchering. This is uh, Father John, Father Mike. Uh, we were just talking about how we are losing our minds. Um, you know, people listen to this podcast and they think we drink too much. It's really not that. It's just that we're just losing our minds because yeah, we yeah. study all day. I think long. yeah. Between the we study. don't talk to people except each other. And uh, we just read books all day. So and by the, the post, end of the night, the post Easter jet lag. Oh yeah, that's our in that's our perennial excuse for weirdness. What's your style on the plane? Do you read? Do Which you watch way? the movies? Which way to and from? Well, it doesn't matter. No, it totally it's the matters. Same plane. Uh, no, what? Matt, when I'm going to the United States, it's like read for a couple hours, watch a movie or two. On the way out, try and sleep. Do you watch anything? You know what I watched? Okay, this is like. Confession time. You know what oh. I watched? I watched uh, Frozen. Oh yeah, I remember you watched Frozen, <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> I won't make funny because it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a great movie, and the, there was a great plot twist. I won't share it just in case you uh, never saw Spoiler. that coming. I'm a sucker for these things. I usually just watch mindless action movies, but I was like, I need to watch this movie. And the guy next to me was reading Vanity Fair magazine for five hours, so I figured I'm okay. He won't judge me. I watched something similar that was uh, Everest. Mm. It was like a really intense, everybody's dying left and right, right. Uh, ice climbing movie. And it, it actually concerned me about you and your love for mountaineering. Right, right. Well, I don't, I won't be climbing Everest unless you and I go to the Himalayas or something. And I Someday. come across $100,000 that I could just drop on a climbing exposition. So if you want to send your donations to the podcast, no, no. Um, the... Uh, Everest movie, yeah, that was intense. Yeah. I, saw, I saw that one in January. I mean, it was really way, good. Yeah. It's like, How is it like Frozen? It's cold. Of snow? Yeah, oh, there's yeah, snow yeah, yeah. and it's Ice cold. Ice and complex characters. Yeah, like a goofy snowman. I think there was a goofy snowman. Olaf. Maybe now, not. somebody was telling me about Olaf like months ago. Andrea. Because that's what we call Father Michael O'Loughlin. That's his nickname. Oh, yeah. The goofy One of his snowman. many nick- Olaf. And she's like, whenever I hear you guys call him that, I just can't think of that snowman. I was like, what are you talking about? But now I know. He's very funny. You no, know, he's fun. He's charming. He could be a Biblicum student. He could be one of your classmates, Olaf. Olaf, the, the goofy <laughs> snowman? I wish. Yeah, sometimes the ones who look dumb are the smartest of all. I think now that I'm going crazy, I start to see Olaf in the library. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Was that a there snowman? Was that a snowman? No, no. Yes, good movie. Good movie for sure. Highly recommended. Family family friendly. So good movies. That's that. What do you got for us today? You got okay, a map. You got a map on your lap. You're ready for the topic. Okay. I'm ready, ready so as today, Father Nathan Goble. Ready? Are you ready, ready? That was his freshman football coach ready, ready? would say. Are you ready, ready? You got to be ready, ready. <laughs> That's right. Um, I have a map of the Camino of Santiago oh. de Compostela. Camino you ever seen Santiago that before? I have seen one of these before. Oh, there it is. I remember two weeks of you checking that map yep. vigilantly to make yep. sure we're on the right track. Rebecca Messel and I studying the maps, leading, so, leading little chickadees into the into the backcountry there. So I want to talk about the Camino of Santiago. 
Nice. And also um, Pilgrim Spirituality. Okay. And which would you rather start with? Camino. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you have no context if you don't start with that. All right, you want to do the spirituality? It sounds like you knew what you wanted to start with. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kind of regretting giving you the option. Well, Why don't you start I mean, with what you start, want? I really don't let's care. Start, you can, let's start with the Camino you can start, Santiago. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you some... <laughs> I should not have asked you that. Whoops. Okay. So the Camino of Santiago, um, we got to go way back for a little history, okay? Nice. So you have St. James. Well, he wasn't saint yet. He was James, the um, son of Zebedee, right? Zebedee's got two sons. James and John, right. they're fishermen. They're called by Jesus. They leave immediately everything to their, um, that has to do with their fishing business and their father's business, and they follow Jesus, right? He dies, he rises. Do you know this story? He dies, he rises, and he ascends into heaven, sends out the apostles. Jesus or St. James? This okay. is Jesus. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you are losing your mind. Yeah. Um, okay, so then he sends out the apostles to go and um, preach the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and um, to evangelize the world. Go and baptize, right? They each go separate ways. And as tradition has it, they go to all the different parts of the world right. in this um, effort to evangelize, right? All the apostles kind of spread out. Um, the tradition tells us that James, the son of Zebedee, went to evangelize the uh, went to evangelize Spain, the Iberian Peninsula. Is mm-hmm, that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he goes way out to the Iberian Peninsula, all the way to the far coast that was considered the end of the world, you know, the end of continental Europe. Right. Right. And that sort of Mediterranean world on the west side. Okay. So James goes out to uh, to evangelize. The story says that his uh, his mission wasn't entirely successful. Right. It was rather frustrating at times. But he returns to Jerusalem for some reason. And I think traditionally there's different stories about why, maybe to get other missionaries or to raise money or whatever it is. He comes back to Jerusalem. And but he did perform a miracle at Afonso Grada, right? Afonso Grada. Remember that? And he, he witnessed the miracle of Mary's apparition okay. of Pilar. Uh, Pilar. Um, that's recognized First at one. Saragossa. Yeah. Or near Saragossa. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. that. But Pilar, Lady of Pilar. So anyway, he does this thing. And then he, he comes back. And in Jerusalem, he's killed by Herod in the year 44. You can read about that in Acts 12, verse 2. Okay, nice. Okay, so we know about his death in Jerusalem. But then the story continues that he was taken um, back to Spain, that the, the people of Spain converted and that they asked for his relics to be brought back to Spain. So on the way back... Um, they brought him um, to kind of the corner, uh, northwest corner of Spain. And then the, the whereabouts of his relics were kind of forgotten. So um, fast forward to, I want to say, ninth century. Yeah. I have my little notes here. What is are your, it ninth century? Is that the notebook I think it is? This, uh, <laughs> is that Korean? <laughs> it is. Oh, my gosh. There's I, kind of an angsty I wish Korean I wish I could show you this front. quick story on this. Can we interrupt you real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina Bridgewater, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but you sent me the craziest, craziest stuff from Korea. She lives in Korea. 
And uh, I gave it all to Father Mike, and he uses it now for everything. So we're looking at this Korean notebook. Okay, continue. Thank you, Tina. Yeah. And Hope it took him, everything that comes in the mail gets stopped at the oh, at gosh. the post office, like way outside of town. So we got to go way over there and get it. Not everything. I shouldn't say that. That might inhibit people from sending things. Okay. So anyway, I fast forward. I think it's ninth century. I don't know why I can't find it on my notebook. I think it's eight hundreds. I think that's right. Okay. So ninth century. Let's say um, there's a monk that is praying. I think about the where. Maybe he has a dream of a uh, or a vision of uh, stars that will lead him to the relics of St. James. And he goes and follows this dream. And the, the stars at night are all kind of collecting over this one field. So he goes to that field, and there he finds, after all, the, uh, the relics of St. James. This is the buried reason. Buried in the field. Yeah, in the field. Yeah, buried Compostella. in the field. Is that yes, the exactly. correction? Compostella. Okay. So the field of stars. Gotcha. Right is the reason for the name of the town. The um, the local king um, decides to build a shrine over this these relics and to memorialize it. At that point, the um, the uh, people of Spain really take to the devotion of Saint James and start traveling to go visit this this shrine and um, form a local pilgrimage that eventually becomes a whole European pilgrimage right. to Compostela. Um, it's so, like the with Rome and the Holy Land, it's like the pilgrimage. Right. So there's like three medieval uh, pilgrimages that are the most important, and this is one of them. Nice. Um, you were kind of, in medieval Christianity, you were kind of expected to go to one of these places at, one point. Uh, at some point. And a lot of the time, Jerusalem was a mess because of uh, crusades and uh, various occupation. Um, so you couldn't always go there, but if you were close enough, you could go to Compostela or to Rome. Okay, mm. so this is a uh, this has been a long time, um, over a thousand years of Christian pilgrims going to visit the um, the tomb of the apostle. Who was James. the first king to go on pilgrimage from Oviedo? I don't remember. I don't remember his name. I just know it's King Blank the Chaste. That's oh, all yeah. I remember. Really? Something the Chaste. The Chaste King. Eduardo, something like that. Yeah, well, maybe maybe you pay, pray to uh, St. James for chastity then. There you go. I don't know. That's So, sorry, I can't give you more than that. King, yeah, okay, well, king some, someone, somebody email us. King Someone the Chaste. Give us the name of this king. Anyways. Okay, so uh, the pilgrimage starts. It's continued through um, throughout time. There are some very famous saints who have gone there, Bridget of Sweden, uh, France of Assisi, like very long pilgrimages made to Compostela in Spain. Francis of Assisi, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think that's right. I'll, I believe I, it. We've got fact checkers. <laughs> I got checked on, I'm my, not, I'm I got not, checked uh, on my music podcast. But no, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to... You keep moving. I'm going to stick to you what I know. You want to talk about pilgrim spirituality. Is, well, let's just talk a little bit about the experience of walking the Camino, because we've oh, done that. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. So, uh, do you remember that? I do. We would it sing was horrible. songs. It was walking one... on the Camino, <laughs> trying to find life. I'm trying to forget those that's songs. That's John Fraker. That guy. Yeah, I. Uh, they say that the Camino. Everybody has a different Camino. Winch told us that. Father Jason Winch gave a great. Um, He's the Camino master. Pre-game, 
he gave us a locker room talk before Camino Master, and he said, "All of you are going to have a completely different one. It's going to be totally fitted for who you are, where you're at yeah. right now." And I got a suffer fest right within the first twelve hours. I had more blisters on my feet than I've had in my entire life combined from my trusted hiking boots. These were not just like yeah. This is a guy who's climbed, hiked all fifty four. 52, 54, yeah, 54 14ers. of the 14,000-foot exactly. peaks in Colorado and in I, the same boots. In the same boots, and I couldn't walk past the first day. I oh, mean, it was yeah. unbelievable. It was just a total humiliation. It was like, you're, Nepal, you're going to learn humility, and you're going to suffer it until you finally get it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But at a certain point, can we share stories? Do we have time for this? Yeah, sure. Oh, I just want to share my Are favorite. Are you watching the time? Uh, not really. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the time. Okay. Um, I don't know when the time started. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, sure. I like the stories. That's part of the Camino. Favorite moment from the Camino. This is just, so we did the Camino Primitivo, uh, Father Mike and I, and uh, 15 of our favorite people in the universe. And we had a fantastic group. I'm just yeah. like, I'm getting like real sentimental. It's true. Just it's talking. Nostalgic. This is like super Captain Nostalgia right now. Oh my gosh. Um, but one day we we were... We were on the Camino Primitivo, which is not the normal route, and it kind of goes through a national park. And uh, that was the day we went over the Big Pass. You remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. And, uh, oh, man, it was gorgeous. And we had, uh, it was just a long, long day. It was like our longest day, most elevation gain. I left my boots at a certain point on the trail. I was hiking in Chacos, thanks to Chris Brecky. Size 14, oh, a yeah. little big, thanks, but they, they were great. And uh, we got... It was like everybody was so broken down. Haley Kinney, Sunit Seleski, and I are in the back, and we're Teddy Hamster. We're all falling apart, and um, we're just losing control. That's what happens on the Camino. Yeah. You, just, you lose control, uh, and, and the comfort and the control and everything just falls apart, and you're with these people, and they're watching you just literally just lose it, you know, and you're getting pushed to the limits, and um, we're, we're coming through the last couple hours on our longest day and my feet are just killing me. I got blisters under my toenails and Sunit wants a Coke, right? So we stop and get a Coke. And uh, little did we know that time, that five minutes would almost end our life because Haley and Sunit and I stopped for a Coke. We're the end of the group and um, we come up over this final hill and we see this forest in in the far distance and this thunderstorm just comes at us and it's like lightning oh, it was everywhere oh, you yeah. were out there you yeah. were with Atlanta and a couple other people ahead of us and everybody just takes off in a full sprint towards the <laughs> forest oh yeah there's but lightning coming down there's lightning run for literally the everybody's running to the forest and screaming and we can't run Cindy and Haley oh, yeah. and I you so guys like, are broken Cindy has a bad knee and, and Haley's got shin splints and I can't even I can't even so we're just, I just like at a certain point, I'm like, this Coke is going to kill us. We're gonna, I'm going to die because like, Sunit had to have a Coke. But there was a moment there when it was just completely joyful because it was like I just completely lost control. I was like, this is just the craziest experience ever. Um, I have my feet are covered in blisters. I'm about to die in a lightning storm. I've completely lost control of my life. But I, it was a moment of just like absolute peace and surrender. And it was one that I think I'll never forget. That thunderstorm... Oh, before yeah. we got to the forest, it was like a real, it was a real turning point uh, in my own in my own life, and uh, it was because of just you got to get pushed to an extreme that even to the absurdity of the extreme um, finally makes yeah. you realize I that the nature Coke of well. life. Yeah, you know why? Because I was with you, and then 
Sunit had to hand off the Coke. <laughs> I'm holding the Coke and I'm realizing I'm in a lightning storm <laughs> while I'm running, like sprinting to the forest, you know, You're holding with the, the rest of the group. <laughs> and I'm saying, why am I holding this Coke? So I'm ready to chuck it. And then I get these like um, pangs of conscience, you know, for littering. <laughs> litter. you know, I'm so indoctrinated. That's like that old, who was that superhero who was like the Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. I mean... This Don't stuff gets litter. in your head. So I'm like pouring out the Coke on my feet while I'm running so that I can crunch the can and put it in my bag. Oh, oh man. What an experience. Thank you for letting me reminisce on that, man. Yeah, I that's just, great. I, I will never forget that moment. I guess one, one story I'll share is, um, this is kind of cliche because it was like perfect. And at the end, after all of this pain, which is really uh, an important part of the, the whole journey. But we... Uh, we had different groups coming from different uh, routes, and then we all converged on Santiago and met in the city of Santiago at the cathedral and then had a mass. And those moments of being together were oh, yeah. an experience of heaven. And everyone was saying the same thing, of, yeah. uh, just this like perfect consolation, a very vivid image of the community of heaven, the joy after the long struggle of yeah. life and of the, whatever the pilgrimage yeah, we all met on the stairs right there. Yeah. Just all four of the groups. These were all companion priests the group were a part of. And, um, yeah, it wasn't all, really coordinated or anything. There was five companion priests on three different groups, and we all arrived kind of at the same time without coordinating anything, and it was just it was amazing. Yeah, it was blessed. And then that mass was, like, out of this world. Yeah. And it was beautiful, so... It was great. There was a lot, a lot of great. And moments. you got to fill the uh, incense, the famous thurible. I did. The huge incenser. They got a big. It's the the most. Uh, it's like the most famous Catholic toy in. Oh yeah. In all the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was very special. I, uh, my sister Marcia came along, oh, yeah. and um, that was a special treat for me, and really profound to walk with her, and we kind of just like talked about life and um, through a lot of things, and that was a particular joy for me as well. Okay, so Camino Thank Santiago. you. Thank you for letting us go down memory lane there. That was, wasn't yeah. even a year ago. Yeah, that's it's right. It's amazing. It was last June. Incredible. Um, it was a beautiful experience, and um, it was a hard experience. Yeah. But it was a, a very profound one uh, in a lot of ways. And there were so many graces of prayer. You really get stripped down to um, you don't bring anything along. You don't have a lot of the comforts that you're used to with regular life. Um, you just walk, yeah. you know, and that's how you spend your days. You walk and you pray and you talk to people and you kind of wait for whatever God has in store for you. You can't really plan it too hard. I know I've tried to say, okay, this is what I'm going right. like, to work through or right. think about or pray about. And that doesn't even work. No, yeah, you can't. It's just completely. Yeah. It's unlike, it, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And we've done a lot of the Catholic, you know, things but yeah. there's something special about the camino there's something different yeah so that's um part of pilgrimage right so i'm going to talk about the spirituality of pilgrimage good, that's for good. a little bit all right um i wish you would have started with that it's all about no i think that's a good entree, entree. uh so it, it's all about leaving the world behind um in order to seek god right it's um in a very concrete way, when you go on pilgrimage, whether you're going just up the street in your local diocese and you're going on some local pilgrimage, or you're going to Rome to visit the bronze doors for mercy. We have this year of mercy with mm-hmm. a pilgrimage to Rome. 
um, or you're doing the Camino of Santiago, any of these um, classic pilgrimages, the point is to leave the world behind, leave your cares behind, to leave um, the worries behind. Although you can't because, you, you know, your life goes with you everywhere you go. So you can't do that entirely, but you bring it along the way to God. So um, the, the, uh, the idea of being um, on the road, sojourners, or in a strange place, goes all the way back to Scripture. Um, you have Peter, 1 Peter, the letter of 1 uh, Peter, saying that you are aliens and exiles here in the world. That once we're baptized as Christians, we no, we no longer belong to this world. Um, he says we are, we are um, Ephesians, Paul says, you are no longer strangers and sojourners. You are um, members of heaven, citizens of heaven, mm. and members of the family of God, of the household of God. So the Christian's place after baptism is always... Uh, one foot in heaven right. and one foot on earth. And, but we know our, our destination and we never quite belong in the world after we're baptized. And anyone who's really serious about the Christian life is seeking heaven more than earth in some way. So we, we want to leave the world. Okay. What I like about the, the, the pilgrim nature of uh, human life and the way that the faith challenges us into that is that um, it just keeps you kind of never comfortable in the world. You know? Yeah. You're never really at home here in our life, you know. And uh, that's actually very freeing. It sounds kind of depressing, but it's actually very freeing because you're not at home. And there's something about time and um, and the way that we're kind of always being moved on, you know. Uh, I got an email from Catherine Arn today. Nine years ago, she went on her confirmation retreat. Nine years ago, you know, and she was helping Steve and old. my brother Steve on the confirmation retreat at Cabrini. And uh, that's like, whoa, that's old, you know. Um, so life just has this way of kind of passing by. And um, we don't feel comfortable in time. But when you embrace that and when you understand it as a pilgrimage where you're going somewhere, it's oriented towards something, then it starts to make sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always moving. We're always moving toward heaven. Uh, the word for uh, sojourners or aliens, I like the word alien. Mm-hmm. It sounds, sounds like Martians or something. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> is, uh, it, the Greek word paroikos. Paroik- oh, paroikos yeah. is a resident alien. It's somebody who's in a country that's foreign, right? So it, it's kind of like an immigrant, I suppose. But you're, you're not. we're not... We don't belong to the place, right? right. So it's the same thing. We belong to heaven, but we live here. Paroico is where we get the word. Are you going into this? Parish? Parish. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so everywhere that we gather, we should be reminded that we do not belong to the world, that this group, this parish, is a group of resident aliens, of sojourners. No, we need to celebrate ourselves. People on pilgrimage. That's what we're doing. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's not a community that's meant for itself. It's not a community to make you comfortable in the world. Right. It's a community that's supposed to be moving toward heaven Yeah, leading each other toward heaven. How amazing would that be if the experience of parish life was, it just, it re-grafted you back into the pilgrim dimension of your of yeah. your own existence, that would be... Letting go. Letting yeah. go of the world. Yeah. You know? Okay, so 
Even at the very beginning, in the year uh, 130 AD, there was a description of Christians that I think is, is uh, rather profound and that relates. In this um, epistle to Diogne- Di- Diogenes. Diognetus. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Diognetus. I think I've how been saying you know Diogenes. I like that. I wrote an article. I think actually, Diogenes is maybe a philosopher. Diogenes? No, it's it's G N E something. Anyways, we'll talk okay, about this later. On. I wrote a, a very controversial article at my parish um, about being aliens because my the last parish I was at was kind of a, one of these classical suburban neighborhoods that had flipped and become an immigrant community, mm-hmm. and so the parish was divided. It was the old Engel community and then the Filipino and the primarily Hispanic community. Yeah, but I was using this to talk about the alien nature of. Yeah, of Christian all life. Christian life. So that's where I am. Um, well, let me read a little. How bit How do you of pronounce it. it again? I think Diognetus. Diognetus. Okay. Okay. So he he says about Christians, they dwell in their. This is the year one thirty A.D. This is very early, yeah. as early as you can think of Christians. No, they dwell in their own countries, but only as sojourners. They dwell all over the world, but only as sojourners. They bear their share in all things as citizens, as if citizens, and they endure all hardships as strangers. Every foreign country is a fatherland to them, and every fatherland is foreign. So this is a, just, just a way of saying we, be, we belong primarily to heaven, and we can call really nothing on earth our home. Right. Not in the profound way that being with the Father uh, is home to us Christians. So this isn't to say don't be nationalistic. We, we should be patriotic, proud of our country, um, proud of our heritage and our history. It's just a matter of attachment. We're not attached to the world. So finally, I just want to contrast this to um, the health and wealth gospel. Uh-huh. Okay? So you have this sort of Christianity out there or a temptation for all Christians. I think this is true for all of us mm-hmm. to say this is a method to make me more content happier, more successful, if, I w- if, if everyone were a Christian, they would be more, um, whatever, more pleasant people, they would um, excel in work if they were more moral, all these kinds of things. And um, the point is, this isn't a method of gaining success. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. This is a pilgrim life, the Christian life. It's about letting go of the world, not becoming masters of the world. Hmm. What do you think of that? I like it. So like it's, it should be really it, just the opposite, I think, kind of spirituality to the health and wealth gospel. Yeah, I've never thought about it in contrast to that. Um, but it would make sense that, yeah, the health and wealth thing, which is so destructive, and I think is way more in us than we all realize um, as Americans. You know, one of the things of being over here, we see, we're studying with guys from all over the world, and you kind of see the particular nature of... Mm-hmm. The American thing, even um, I mean, it's good, good and bad. But in this area, this is bad. That Protestant, yeah, health it's and like the thing. it's like the YOLO. You only live once, so you got to drink deeply of right. all the world's pleasures and everything yeah. that can be provided. You got to have everything. And but God, for us, yeah. even even something like suffering and death is a way that we're moving toward our destination. Yeah, absolutely. Even I like like, it. like the blisters on your feet. The blisters on my feet. Or the blisters on my heart. Or like the blisters on your heart. <laughs> That's a beautiful song that I composed on the Camino. With, uh, yeah, with With others. Steve Sayal. With Steve Sayal. Alana. 
Yeah, I think that the... Uh, yeah, it goes back to that whole thing about um, Balthazar line that I love, suffering is the way to knowledge with God. Mm. And if you try and skip the cross, it just it distorts the Christian life in a fundamental way. And something about that suffering on the Camino, um, it really forms us in that and really teaches us and instructs us the way to the resurrection is the cross, you know. And, yeah. uh, and the resurrection's real and the resurrected life is real and that's where we're going, but it, you have to die. Yeah. You gotta die first. And that's when people jettison the Christian project of discipleship because I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up that sin, that lust, whatever it might be. So, And just accepting suffering, recognizing this is a part of the journey. Yeah. This is going to be part of what God is doing to lead me to heaven. Yeah. Very nice. That was a way right. better podcast Camino. than the last one we did. No, no, that was a very good podcast. Uh, well done. Well done. Man, you take me back. Take me back. I want to give a shout out to our Camino group. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, please. Here they are. This is Father Mike Rapp, myself, Stevie Seau. Uh, Teddy Hamstra, Johnny Fraker, now Emily Fraker, now married, uh, Chris Brecky, Becca Messel, who's the uh, Frau Kappel, plans everything. Thank you, Becca. That was Molly great. Roggen, keeping us all positive and uh, energetic. Got a girl. Haley Kinney, suffering in the back with me. Uh, Megan Lyons, Toys. also who hung back because she liked to hang back with the pathetic people. Yeah, we call herself the Misfit Toys. Sunit Seleski was definitely one of them. Marsha Rapp was not one of them. No, she, she was, was bombing. Strong. She was strong. Bombing, just living on chocolate and just going. Alana Marie, uh, who was just absolutely had no problems whatsoever and who I hated and was consumed with jealousy over her, you know, but uh, she was wonderful. And then Christy Stuffel, who's another another sweetheart. Great group. It was the trip of a lifetime in some ways. So Wonderful. I'm going to be uh, Captain Nostalgia tonight. So, anyways. All right. Go get them, pilgrims. You got any? Off to Nothing? Heaven. No, no people in Rangeley? <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Yeah, go on. Okay, that's it. That's it. CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Buen camino. <laughs>